Hello and welcome, fellow film buffs. I'm Hunter Van Leer, and I'm joined by my co-host and sloth, <laughs> Central. I'm gonna, uh, I, I'm gonna fucking break an old liquor bottle and stab you in the jugular. Hey man, it was right. For, I could have called you my chunk. I'm. I will take an old liquor bottle, break it, and. Stab you in the neck. Do the truffle shuffle. You're bigger than me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I carry it decently. Yes, it does. We are the box office losers each and every week. We deep dive into the movie sphere to watch and review any and all films to ever grace the silver screen or your TV screen. This week we are talking about, obviously, the fucking Goonies. Let's go. I fucking hate you. Rocky Road. <laughs> Hey man. Oh, so right. how's your week been, asshole? So far, so good, my dude. Nothing really to complain about. I've been working, like, for what is what am I on right now? I'm on day twelve of working straight, so that's pretty good. I got a new big boy job. And I also work my comic book job still on the weekends, so they can find someone new before they uh, like explode because they're a small business. Mm-hmm. So I have been working two jobs, and it's exhausting, but you know I'm pulling through. How about you, Chief Keef? Still helping my dad out, and I am mentally suffering because sleep has been. A construct that I can only get, like, four to five hours of. Why don't you sleep at night? Uh, because be- if, I w- if I was to sleep before going to work with him, I know for a fact when I get home, I'm not going to go to sleep. Well, I'm, s- I'm not saying, like, don't sleep at, like, uh, so when do you go with your dad to work? Like, 4 a.m., right? No, like 12 to 1 a.m. Jesus Christ. So you're going to have to hit the, the sack at like 7 p.m. to wake up at 12 to go help your dad. That's how night jobs work. <laughs> and then, well, and there's other times you have to realize that I host other web shows. So I know. You I, do those on like Thursdays though, right? Yeah, but I help my dad Thursday at night, which is into Friday morning, which is mm, like the... Okay. As I know you have I, one other show at least... Oh no, both like I, I I know that, but I'm like, I'm suffering. <laughs> I think once you're done with your secondary show, I mean your third show, I should say, you'll probably be fine again for the most part, especially when no, you're up at no. school. Because when you're up at school, you're not gonna have to wake up at one in the morning to go do papers. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll be fine. When are you going up again? Like August? August nineteenth. Man, are you excited? Trying to be. What does that mean, man? I am mainly concerned about my roommate, as I've said either I said off recording or on recording. I don't remember you talking about your roommate. What happened? I, well, I don't know who my roommate is yet, and you know me oh, and my humor. I thought... I, so, when Courtney went up to school, she had this app that they hooked her up with to find They haven't roommates. given me my roommate yet. So. They haven't... They, Courtney got to choose her roommate with the app. 
It was like basically like Tinder, but for roommates. You'd put down your interests and like no smoking or smoking, and then you'd get like an 82% match of this person, and then you would message them and be like, hey, you know, this is what I want as a roommate. Are you cool with that? What are you into? You know? They just kind of assign you one? That kind of sucks, man. They have not given me that option. I am currently waiting for my room, and I'm waiting for my roommate. Well, they're... I fear for my roommate's life, especially <sighs> on an 8 o'clock on a fucking Saturday. I can't wait until they um, give you, like, some big sports guy as your roommate. I'm gonna fucking bash my head against the brick wall I mean, that I will sleep against. Only good thing is, if he's pl- if they play sports, they'll be up early to go to practice, so you should be fine. As, f- <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> I think I, you'll be fine, man. I think you're stressing about it a little too much. I don't know. I also I got I did all my classes, a lot of general education stuff, so fun. Yeah. Like Western Civ. Um Yeah, so you'll be doing a lot of the classes that you want to do when you go up there, right? So you'll be able to find friends within that group plus you have your well, friends. Well, no, I'm not doing anything in my major. <clears throat> oh, not for the first semester. Not for my first semester. Oh, okay. You're finishing up the prerequisites that Suffolk didn't have? <laughs> well, the ones that I either failed at at Suffolk or the ones I couldn't do mm. at Suffolk. Yeah, so but, um, Suffolk doesn't have everything. Uh, what else is there? Uh, I, 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 have like a, I have like a few night classes that kind of sucks. And how night, though? Like 6 p.m. or like... 9. D- they start at 9? And at nine. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. Yeah. That's not every Some day. Eight. Yeah, That's it's, no, it's not. It's not every day. I can't do it every day because I, I, I specifically told my advisor when we were building my schedule, hey, I need like Wednesday, like nights, absolutely free because mm-hmm. I. That's when I have. Yeah, the injection. A, right? a, a recording. Yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, because they they let you pick your own schedule, man. It's really cool. I like fucking how they do that kind of stuff. By the way, m- m- my advisor, coolest fucking guy in the world. <laughs> oh, cause some people, like you well, get, no, no, I'm some advisors like, don't get it, but some advisors do get it. You know? No, I, no I'm talking about like this guy is almost probably like late twenties. Oh, he like just got the job. <laughs> and like so. Immediately, he gives off good vibes. He's a big Star Wars fan. Like, oh, em- dude. His his business card has Star Wars all over it. Dude, me and him are best buddies. Um, when when I did my zooming with him, he had his background green screened to the Millennium Falcon. Oh, dude, nice! What a G! And all um, he's also a fucking gamer too. A like, gamer? Like immediately gives off good vibes because uh, he's wearing like a he had a, a Cloud Nine hat, and he has the the, the Cloud Nine DX racing chair. Mm-hmm. Which is like Cloud Nine's that moderately popular uh, esports league or esports team. Yeah, yeah, I think I know Cloud Nine. And he also has uh, red switches on his keyboard, which is like the silent click clacky. Oh, nice! He's a fucking like elite. <laughs> he, he's he's the coolest fucking guy though. I was like, oh shit. That's awesome. You know, you gotta like it when you get cool advisors. Both my advisors at Suffolk were like kind of mid. And they were, my mom was always like convinced they were trying to fuck me over. And I'm like, why would they even do that? And she's like, I don't know. They give off bad vibes. And I'm like, I get that. But like, they're not trying to screw a kid over. I I had a good advisor at Suffolk, but it was not my favorite teacher though. Let's leave it at that. 
<coughs> Anywho, uh, as we said, as we said, we are t- we are talking about the Goonies. The Goonies is a 1985 American adventure comedy, co-produced and directed by Richard Donner uh, from really? a screenplay. <laughs> what was that? I said really. Yeah, I didn't know that. Wow. From a screen, from a screenplay by Christopher Columbus, based on the story by executive producer Steven Spielberg. In the film, a band of kids who live in the Goondocks, which is such a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, live in the Goondocks neighborhood of Astoria, Oregon, attempted to save their home from foreclosure, and in doing so, they discover an old treasure map that takes them on an adventure to unearth the long-lost fortune of One-Eyed Willie, a legendary 17th-century pirate. During the adventures, they are chased by a family of criminals who want the treasure for themselves. The bad boys. So I absolutely love The Goonies as I who gush about it in my in, in my review. This is like, for me, it's just a... Mwah. This is Perfect. only your icing on the cake movies. Oh yeah, I I, I go into my review like w- my explaining of it. I I love this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the opening of the film being that way because like I don't think I've ever, I don't have I've ever seen the opening of this film. <laughs> That's fucking because I, 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 I've caught it like on TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, so and, and at that it, point, like, weird, we're like, already established choice. in Mikey's house. Oh, okay. So you, I like, have never missed, seen like, the first else. like couple minutes. Yeah. Okay. So that's I not never too bad. saw that police chase. Yeah. And goddamn, this cast is amazing. Oh, dude, this cast is stacked, and they were a bunch of kids when they first started this shit. Yeah. Except for like, who? I want to say Josh Brolin. He's a kid, but he's not like a kid kid. But wasn't this the film that developed his drinking problem? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm being honest with that, though. No, I, I don't know. And also, that's hilarious. I mean, that's it's very terrible. But, like, I didn't know that he had a drinking problem because of a movie. That's crazy. Oh, no, oh, no I'm saying, like, I, I know he did have a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a well-known thing. I, know, I never heard about that. But then again, I don't keep up with Josh Brolin. I didn't start really looking at Josh Brolin until recently. About uh, Not recently, but probably 2013. For the acting stuff, because I was always just like, this guy's good, but like, who the fuck is he? Oh, he's like, uh, No Country for Old Men. That's one of the you... movies I haven't seen. I gotta check it out. Oh, that's so good. So fucked, but so Yeah, that's good. with Javier Bardem, right? Yes. Yeah, and he plays like yeah. that dude who's like, I kill because it's fun. Yes. Okay. His, his, his kill weapon is just... Uh, but such a fucking good movie. Yeah, I gotta check that out. I know Tommy Lee Jones is in there too. Oh, uh, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he plays like a cop, I think. I think for me, for me though, from from this cast list, before we dive into it, the only notable person I think I hear about a lot more was Corey Feltman. When um, him, Chester Benning, and another musician were trying to make that documentary about the pedophiles and. Um, in the movie and, and, and music industry. Oh, I didn't know about that. I thought you were going to say Sean Astin. Oh, is that Sean Astin or is that Corey Feltman? No, no, there is Sean Astin. Sean Astin's in this movie. Uh-huh. I think he's, I think he's the main character. Do you know who Sean well, yeah. Astin, you know who Sean Astin is, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's Rudy. Yeah. Rudy. He's Rudy. He's Samwise. He's, uh, Bob from Stranger Things. 
He's everywhere. He has a show on uh, Netflix called No Good Nick, I think is what it was called. It was like, he was like a dad. But no, um. Short-lived. I think it was, a, it was, it was Corey Feldman, like, who wanted to do that. But then, of course, the tragic passing of, of Chester Benning and the other participant in this thing. Which then sparks a huge conspiracy behind that he was uh, murdered instead of committing suicide. Yeah, because like you're trying to out Hollywood's biggest pedophiles. Yeah, and that's very and that's very suspicious though. But it's a lot of sus. Uh, get into this uh, cast. Um, yes, let's hit Hunter, up this big old butcher. cast list. Here we go. Sean Astin is Mikey. Um, he's the leader of the Goonies. We've got Josh Brolin as the older brother. Jeff Cohen as Chunk. Corey Feldman as Mouth. Uh, Jonathan Ki Hui Kwan as Data. Uh, Carrie Green as Andrea, uh, oh my god, Andrea Theresa Carmichael. Where's Andy? Andy. Uh, Martha Plimpton as Steph Steinbrenner. John Matsuka. Matskis, not not Jason Matsukis, John Matzuzak as Sloth, uh, Annie Ramsey as Mama Fratelli, uh, Robert De, Robert Davy as Jake Fratelli, Joe Pantoliano as Francis Fratelli, you got Mary Ellen Trainer as Eileen, uh, Irene, Keith Walker as Irving, Steve Anton as Troy, Lupe Antevos as Rosalita, Michael Paul Chan as Mr. Wang. Charles McDaniel as Mr. Cohen, Paul Turpe as the sheriff, and George Robot Ham as prison guard. Yes, that's everyone that was actually in this fucking film. Yeah, because there's not a lot of people in the movie. And it's not. Um, Besides, like, background extras and stuff, obviously. There's, like, not a lot of people in this. Yeah. This, like, I... This cast is good, especially, um... Uh... Anne, Anne Ramsey. Uh, a legend fucking like a legendary old lady in in movies besides like betty white she was in uh throw mama from the train uh i don't know she she's she just kind of like that, that 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 classic old lady that you just know from from films yeah you recognize her that's what it is you go oh i know her like margo and, martindale and she, <laughs> and she always played the same type of character, just a pissed off old woman <laughs> that was fed up with everything and anything. Hey man, those characters are some of the best. But uh, so when I was setting up the notes for this movie, and I saw the budget, I was like, oh, okay, nineteen million dollars. Then I saw the box office numbers, a hundred and twenty-four million. Yeah, dude, this movie destroyed it. And if you count for inflation, still made its fucking money back. Dude, this movie made way more than just its money back. This movie was freaking insane. It made, like, if you count for inflation, it made back its money, it made back its advertising, it made back everything that went into this movie. Yeah, which is not really, you know, doable for most movies these days. Which is unfortunate. And now to kind of, um... Dive into the notes. They're very bare. They're very bare bones. So you might get a very short episode from us this week. It happens. I don't actually. 
because I don't have any mid-movie notes that you got uh, dive deep into. Well, yeah, because the Goonies... How do you talk about the Goonies like you've never seen the Goonies? Everyone's seen the goddamn I, Goonies. I just nitpick small little things. That's, uh, hey, that's man, all I did. At least it's something. I don't got nothing. I, w- I was watching the movie, and I was like, I can't react to this blindly because I've seen this movie like four times. Fair enough. Uh, we got to stop, me, I, we gotta I, stop I, always, I, I, I always push seen. through. <laughs> I always push through. I know, you try. Now, uh, the principal photography of the Goonies began on October 22nd, 1984, and lasted five months. There were additional six weeks of audio dubbing. Uh, really? That, yeah, yeah, there were some obvious spots where you, you, you can see it. Uh, the shooting oh, script was lengthy and more than 120 pages. Uh, to which several sequences were eventually cut from the final theatrical version during the film's. D- uh, oh man, Duamonte, <laughs> Duemont, Too late. Yeah, okay, that one <laughs> mentioned it. Uh, uh, mentioned it is made. Uh, mentioned is made of an octopus, which re- reference to a scene that was ex- uh, uh, exed out from the final cut. Oh, big sad. It's actually on the deleted scenes on the movies anywhere that I have for it. Ooh, fancy. I'm going to go back and watch that then. Uh, in the documentary, The Making of the Goonies, Richard Donner noted both the difficulties and pleasures of working with so many kid actors. He praised them for their energy and excitement, but also said that they were so unruly when brought together. As a result, the documentary frequently showed him coaching the actors and, re- and revealing some techniques he used to create realistic performances. One of these tricks involved One-Eye Willie's uh, pirate ship, which was actually which was an actually full-size replica of a pirate ship created under the, the direction of production designer J. Michael Riva. Uh, Donna restricted the actors from seeing the ship until they filmed the scene, wherein it is revealed to their characters. The characters' first glimpse of the ship was the actor's first viewing of it. That's cool. You gotta love that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, that, that's a that's a good thing to do for just directing. Like you don't show the big thing until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing up, uh, bringing about a more realistic performance. However, that particular scene in the final cut was actually the second take due to the cast feeling so overwhelmed at the first sight that the scene had to be reshot. It was later noted that the entire set was uh, scrapped after shooting before they could do, b- before they could not find anyone who wanted it. I'm gonna read uh, just small paragraph right here the about the about the book from, from Sean, Sean Astin. Astin. Yeah, yeah. Um, in his book, uh, there there back again, Sean Astin claimed that Donner and Steven Spielberg were like co-directors on the film. As he compared the as he compared and contrasted their styles uh, when directing scenes. Whew. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Was though. A lot to read, and yeah. I actually didn't fuck up. Besides that one. Well, I couldn't area. even get that word. <laughs> yeah, you also had trouble with some of the actors' names, and I don't yeah. feel too bad. That's because they were so close together and all like. Oof. Uh, <clears throat> some of the on-location filming was done in Osteria, Oregon. The interior and exterior of the old Clatsop County Jail features as the holding place for Jake, Fred, and Ellie at the start of the film. The building was later turned into a film museum. 
um, the museum where Mikey's father works in reality, the Captain George Flavel House Museum. The Walsh family home is a real home at the eastern end of town. The road leading towards the home was closed in, to tours in 2015. The scenes along the coast were filmed in Oregon as well, but they were a considerable distance away from Astoria. The Goonies bicycle to Ecola State Park. In reality, that's actually 26 miles <laughs> south of Astoria. <laughs> Damn. And then to find the starting location of the map, they used a haystack ra- uh, rock as a guide. Uh, underground scenes were filmed at Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank, California, including the cavernous set where the Goonies find One-Eyed Willie's ship, which was Stage 16, one of the largest sound studios in the United States. And the final scene was shot at Goat Rock State Beach in Sonoma City, California. Yeah. Hey, man, that's a lot of cool stuff. I didn't uh, know. Like, it's it's cool to, like, check out some of these um, older films and, like, what they had to do and where they had to film for a lot of this. It's cool shit. Mm-hmm. It's like you had to go through all these lengths to, like, make these movies look consistent and real and, like, they were lived in. And then they were like, we did it, but it's just a little, you know, it's a little like, off. <laughs> th- th- this film has beautiful set pieces. It's mm. so good. Uh, this is just brief stuff about the music that was in the movie... Uh, the Goonies uh, original motion picture soundtrack features music by Sidney Lauper, REO, REO Speedwagon, Yo. The Bangles, and others. The cast member, uh, except Kerry Green, appeared alongside professional wrestler Rowdy Roddy Piper, The Iron Sheik, Nicola Kov. Uh, I know that one. That's Nicola Kol- uh, Kozlov. And Captain Lou Albano, who previously appeared in her uh, Girls Wanna Have Fun music video. In the 12 minutes that the Goonies are good enough music video, Steven Spielberg makes a cameo appearance. Lauper also has a cameo in the film performing the song on TV, although the song was not complete until after filming. That's cool. I didn't know there was a Goonies music video. I don't think any of us did. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like the, um, the, the opening to Friends. There's a music video with just the cast of Friends just dancing to the song. As well, the we, band plays. Oh, I was saying, we know that they have the um, the music video at the beginning, like the opening credits. Well, no, no, I'm talking about like an actual mu- music video. Oh, like a big one, like a bigger budget. Yes. Oh, okay. Because uh, they showed a clip of it during the Friends re- reunion on HBO Max. Oh, oh yeah, I think so. I think I remember that. Uh, David Gerson's score was unavailable for 25 years. The main theme. Uh, Fratelli's chase has been used in numerous trailers, such as uh, Inner Space, uh, well, a bunch of other movies, and was re-recorded by... Scrooged? Gerson. Could you not say Scrooged? My brain is not functioning <laughs> at 8 o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> Come on, man. You got this. Scrooge McFuck. <laughs> and recorded, re-recorded by Gerson. And the London Symphony Orchestra for the album uh, Cinemagic. The score makes uh, liberal use of the Max Steiner uh, composed theme from Adventures of Don John. Cool. Uh, soundtrack label of other stuff. It just uh, the, the the soundtrack re- uh, only released out to five thousand copies in limited edition and stuff like that. Um, I do actually have a fun fact. Uh, the person who betrayed 
uh, Sloth is a football player. Cool. Uh, I think, unfortunately, that, that that football player, I think, took his own life due to CTE. Unfortunate. Because oh, back in the day, you didn't fucking care about your own health in football, and nor, and nor did the NFL. So, And no, big paycheck yeah. means who cares what your head looks like later. But uh, but the guy was reported as a very like genuine nice guy, and he was fun to work with, from what I've heard. That's good. You'll Hunter, speed around that plot. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's get into it. Where are we? I had to scroll down. I'm using my phone sideways because I hate myself. Um, <clears throat> Facing foreclosure of their homes in the Goondocks area of Astoria, Oregon, to an expanding country club, a group of children who call themselves the Goonies gather for a final weekend together. The Goonies include optimistic leader uh, lead Goonie Mikey Walsh, his older brother Brandon, the inventive Data, the talkative Mouth, and the overweight Klutz Chunk. Rubbing through the Walsh's attic, they come across a 1632 doubloon and an old treasure map purporting, yeah, purporting to lead them to the treasure of legendary pirate One-Eyed Willie, believed to be located somewhere nearby. Mikey considers One-Eyed Willie to be the original Goonie. The kids evade Brandon and make their way to the abandoned restaurant on the coast that coincides with the map. Brandon soon follows alongside Andy, a cheerleader with a crush on him, and Steph, Andy's friend. The group quickly discovers the derelict restaurant is a hideout for the Fratinelli crime family, Francis, Jake, and their mama. The Goonies find a tunnel in the basement and follow it, but Chunk is captured by the Fratinellis and imprisoned with their hulking, deformed younger brother, Sloth. Terrible that they named their son Sloth. The Fratinellis interrogate Chunk until he reveals where the Goonies have gone and begin pursuit. Dude, these, <laughs> these mafiosos just capture Chunk and go... We're going to torture this fucking fat kid. <laughs> what the fuck? And then, like, he... And, and they go, yo, spill your guts. And he goes, okay, and tells every fucking story possible. Yeah, it's like, oh my god. And then he he, he tells, like, the, the vomit story. <laughs> um, well... Ugh. And I, I, I count him, I think it was... Richard's like, I kind of like this kid. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> He's funny, man. Uh, Chunk is left behind with Sloth, but befriends him, Rocky Road. After Sloth frees both of them, Chunk calls the police, and he and Sloth follow the Fratellis. Fratellis. The Goonies evade several deadly booby traps along the tunnels while staying ahead of the Fratellis. Finally, they reach the grotto where Willie's pirate ship, the Inferno, is anchored. The group discovers the ship is filled with treasure, and they start filling their pockets, but Mikey warns them not to take... Any of a set of scales in front of Willie, considering that to be a tribute to him. As they leave the ship, the Fratellis appear and strip them for their loot. They make the Goonies walk in the blank until Chunk arrives at Sloth and distracts the Fratellis long enough for the Goonies to jump overboard. (laughs) The Fratellis proceed to grab all the treasure they can, including those on on Willie's scales. This triggers another booby trap that causes... Uh, the grotto to cave in. With Sloth's help, the Goonies and Fratellis barely escape. The two groups emerge on Astoria's beach where they reunite with the Goonies' families and the police. The Fratellis are arrested, but Chunk prevents Sloth from also being taken. He invites Sloth to live with him, which he accepts. As the kids describe their adventure to their parents, I don't know, 
The Walsh's housekeeper, Rosalita, discovers that Mikey's marble bag is filled with gems he took from the ship and has not been seized by the Fatellis. Mikey's father triumphantly rips up the foreclosure papers, declaring that they have enough money to negate the foreclosure. No, they don't. As the Goonies celebrate, they see the Inferno having broken free of the grotto, sailing off on its own in the distance. Fucking hell. Well, okay, so I... Those gems might not be worth anything, but if they stop that ship, they have more than enough. Yeah, if they go back and get the ship. So... I, the one thing, yeah, that's one thing I don't, I, I, I love this film a lot. I, I have it down as a perfect rating, wow. but it's just that ending that kind of makes me like, should I take it back a bit? No. But, 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 but no, because it's, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, another fun fact I forgot to mention, uh, there is a, um, uh, metalcore band or just like, kind of like just, uh, an emo band. I should put that out there for people who don't know what metalcore is. That actually has the name Chunk No Captain Chunk. <laughs> so I I did not realize that's where the name came from until I watched this movie today. And you were like, oh. And I'm like, that's kind of dope. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I love, hey, you I, I like that. It's good shit, man. All right. I have notes, just like three little things. Hunter has no notes, but that's okay because this movie is kind of hard to write, write notes through. Um, I mentioned how I don't remember the opening of this film because I mm. really have never seen it. Um, this is my favorite scene when when, when Chunk runs into the Fratellis on the road. He goes like, he goes like, I'm sorry, Mister, but you gotta help us. We're, we're running away from this like crime family. You probably know them. They call the Fratellis. They're they're so mean and ugly. <laughs> Carly turns on. Guy Richard immediately starts singing opera. They're so mean and ugly. <laughs> Light turns on. Chunk screams. It's thrown into the trunk with a dead body. Chunk's hilarious. Oh my gosh! And then um, so this is when Sloth and Chunk were doing their own adventure throughout the cave. I yeah. wish we saw more of it. Dude, apparently we're getting a Goonies sequel, so we'll probably I, get that, more. That's been in so much talk for so long, I'm I'm done believing it. I believe it. They've, there's more rumors going around every day that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. So I'm so, excited to see it. So I, I I wish I wish we saw more of uh of Chunk and Sloth though, just going throughout yeah. the cavern. And when they come across the pipes, Sloth just picks up like a handful, shoves them up. Yeah. We hear a car crash and a woman sc- and a woman scream. I want to know who did Sloth kill with those pipes? <laughs> he killed whoever he had to. <laughs> I want to know. Either did like did he like pop the old man in the face that was trying to drink out of the water fountain like from earlier? Don't call those did necessary he, sacrifices. Um, <laughs> did, did, did he just shove all pipes through the road, causing a car to do a complete, like, barrel roll? It's possible. It, it just, I don't know. Do a barrel roll. But, um, now on to the reviews. Surprisingly, I didn't have to go to Rotten Tomatoes for the audience review. This was already built into the, into the Wikipedia part of it. Nice. So... I guess someone's watching us, and they decided to do that for us. Somebody knows that we are lazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, on the review aggregator site, Rotten Tomatoes reports that our 70, 76% of the critics gave this film a positive review. Based on 58 reviews, 
91% of the audience gives it a positive review, probably based off of 250,000 plus. The average rating is six is six point thirty two out of ten. The critical consensus is the Goonies is an energetic, sometimes noisy mix of Spielberg isms. I'll say that. That's, That's a, a good better word. Spielberg isms. Yeah. Uh, sentiments of the fun house tricks that appeal to kids and nostalgic adults alike. I agree. I I I I, I love this movie a lot. I'm probably I, I might get a Goonies tattoo down the line. Ooh, what you gonna get? Probably get like the skull, then like, either above it or below it. Ha- have uh, n- n- never say die. Hey, you guys! That's one of the ones I would get. <laughs> so I don't know what Hunter gave it. He I gave me- it less than you. I don't see it. <laughs> I know, but I'm not giving it a perfect score. So go. Fuck. Okay. Damn. It's, it's, it's a great movie, but I'm not gonna give it a perfect score. <laughs> uh, this is from Jay Boyer of uh, the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, you're reminded of what is like, uh, what it was like as a child to trust in wishing wells, and without thinking very much about it, switching from walking along to skipping. That's pretty much what's the review. It's a solid review, honestly. It's very whimsical I, in its if, if anything, I'll, I'll find a better good review, but that was just like a good review. It just th- this movie brings the childhood wonder back to you. Yeah. Uh, let's hit up the bad review from David Keir of Chicago This was hard Reader. to find. There's not many bad reviews. Yeah, whoever doesn't like the Goonies is like a monster. Sorry, Dave. Uh, it's a charmless exercise. Director Richard Donner turns the kids into shrieking ferrets, and his jumpy cutting seems to lag behind the action, deliberately in a curious attempt to make the film seem more chaotic and cluttered. Yo, fuck you. So, like... <laughs> Straight up. Normally, homes. normally there's at least one bad review on the front page. Yeah, but you couldn't. This find I had to go through three pages. <laughs> that just shows you, man. The, the, the find a bad review, and like this was the worst one. So, Hunter. Yeah. What'd you give it, and why? I'm giving it a nine point five Rocky Road out of uh, out of ten. Uh, dude, this movie is just like peak cinema it's not a perfect movie there are some problems mostly with some of the some of the pacing i feel like it's not as clean of pacing as you'd like in like a i wouldn't say modern movie but at the time a more modernized movie yeah not a lot of movies about this kind of stuff was getting made back in what the 85 yeah so you know most of the movies were like we're either way in the past or way in the future there's no in between this one was like we're gonna set it in present day 85 and roll with it so not a lot of movies would do that, and you got to give them props for that. But there's still a lot of just like, why? That's fair. So especially with the portrayal of sloth, like I like sloth, but mm, maybe don't do that next time, Rich. <laughs> Thanks, or whoever made the book, because it's based off of something you said. Uh no, it, it was based off of something from 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 Steven Spielberg. Oh okay, come on, Steve. So, I gave this 10 truffle shuffles out of 10. Yeah, dude. Truffle shuffle, baby. Uh, this movie is just perfect hands down. The Goonies was a big was a big part of the of the 1980s boom from movies such as The Breakfast Club, Back to the Future, and Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. All, all those came out within like a year of each other. Or yeah, well, it's crazy. They all came out very close in time, and you're like, uh, Karate Kid came out in 84, The Breakfast Club, and Back to the Future came out in 85. With so, movies. like, the, the 80s had the some of the best movies in the in the in the world to be Dude, honest i love the 80s like period 
They, That's why I love have, the show The Goldbergs so much. They, they have they have amazing movies, mm-hmm. and I I and Goonies fits in perfectly with that boom that happened back then. Um, and, and just the list goes on from all those movies that came out in the eighties, mm-hmm. probably from like Weird Science, like Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink, yeah, like all everything. But just overall, this film is amazing. I will always watch this film multiple times over. Which just for me makes it a bona fide classic, hands down. Bonafide. Now that's the first time I've ever just thrown down the word bona fide classic. Bonafide. <clears throat> well, I think this is time for us to get out of here. A nice forty-minute episode. Gotta love it, guys. Thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers and on Twitter at Box Office Loser up-to-date news, posts, or whatever we feel like actually using the accounts. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. I, I, social media. I even do it on my own account. The first time I posted on my social media account was when I got that Muppet icon done, and that was the first time I posted in like two years. I just use Instagram. I just like stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm lazy with Instagram and stuff like that. But don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast or sound. Leave a review wherever you're on your podcast platforms and share with your friends or family. Personally, we're happy where we are. Yeah, it's good. More it's is good, better. It's set of fun. Uh, Hunter, where can we find you, dude? You can find me everywhere at Scruffy Moose Man. You can also find me every not Tuesday, every Wednesday at uh, Android Amazing Podcast and every Thursday at Farthest Galaxy. This week's episode had some technical issues for some reason. Don't know why it did, but it did. Um, so I did take it down, and I forgot to re-upload it yesterday because I was busy, but I'm going to re-upload it today. Well, okay. What's, what are we posting? Wednesday? So last week's episode. Yes. Okay. I forgot that we switched our schedule around. Yep. All right. I, I do that for my own mental health. <laughs> Dude, I Zach, where can we find you? You can find me at Dark Shadows Ake literally everywhere. Uh, for the time being, the video version of, of uh, AEW Injection is going to be on hold until next week. Oh, what? Um, because, well, 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 I, well next week, as of the, as the time of recording. Because uh, AEW's been on a Friday, and I'm, I always hang out with my friends every Friday. So I'm not watching the shows, and also it comes on at 10 o'clock, ends at midnight. So that's another thing. It's it's just because of the NBA Finals that we're on hold. Really, we'll, we'll be back to normal uh, very soon. But uh, to give a heads up for you guys, there will be an episode of the Injection that I will not be on. That will, that will be July 28th. I will not be a part of that episode. That is because I will be at that show for AEW. Wow. Look at you, man. When you come back, you get to talk about it live instead of just watching. No, I know. They're going to be... No, we record the show right after it ends because... Yeah, I'm saying, like, yeah, when you come back the next week, you'll be able to reminisce, like, a little bit about your experience being there and then talk about the new show. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I just give you guys a heads up because I'm going to mention it here today and then the week before the actual show. And you can catch me on Pro Wrestling What Ifs. That is um, 
whenever that gets uploaded, that's like that has a very wishy-washy upload schedule. It all depends on what happens in the sports world around that time, and what happens in just overall uh, the world because my teacher uploads it weird. Um, the the recent episode that's coming up that you guys should have seen by now was uh, pro wrestling. What if uh, Blank didn't pass away? That is one that was a very hard one to kind of like discuss. You can't really predict some future from there. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, but other than that, guys, we appreciate you all for listening. Uh, all uh, all of our subscribers that we have, our numbers fluctuate very very hard. We do, I do know we have consistent listeners on uh, Spotify and Apple. So how do we? So leave a review there, guys. Come on, help us get there. Help us get up in the algorithm. I don't think you can re- leave a review on Spotify, but definitely leave us reviews wherever you can. Really? Oh, well, if you I'm, can, do it. If you can't, yell at Zach. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Yell at the I'm boy. I'm the editor in chief of this thing, and all that good shit. But yeah, guys, <laughs> we will talk to you later. Peace. Peace.